guilty. We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I am your host, Leah Russo. This is episode 38 and we are back to the Ashley Simpson show. We are going to be discussing episode four of season one. It's called Valentine's Bummer. I am so happy to have one of my favorite guests, one of your favorite guests back on the show. He is the host of one of the best podcasts called Planet 2000s. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Michael Kadosh. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I am so good. So happy to have you here. How are you? I'm good. I'm just riding the wave of life, baby. Doing the podcast and reminiscing on the 2000s, bringing the content to the people. That's what we got to do. <laughs> and do you want to talk about some of your recent episodes because you have been killing it and everyone needs to go listen? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, by the way. Um, I just did an episode on the iconic Britney album, the 20th anniversary, and that one was so much fun. I did an episode on Madonna's music album. I'm working on a PCD episode, so I'm, I'm really trying to get into the classics. You know what I mean? I'm going to do a Christmas moment to um, Christina's Christmas album and hopefully Destiny's Child, too, if we can make that work. <laughs> I love Christina's Christmas album. Oh, it is so good. And I can't wait to talk all about it. I can't wait to talk about the vocals. I can't wait to talk about the Kelly Osbourne diss. Uh, all of it. All of it. <laughs> this is why I love you, because that was the next thing I was going to say is remember <laughs> when Kelly Osbourne was <laughs> on the Osbournes imitating her. <laughs> and started the entire feud. And it stemmed from the vocals on this Christmas album. So we get into all of it on Planet 2000s, baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And yes, bravo on the Britney episode. I absolutely loved it. I was, oh my God, that time of life was just so special. That entire Y2K era, you know, the era of Jessica, like everything like kind of right before Ashley, like that era of music was so magical. And to this day, I look back on that and I'm just like, how was that even real? Like how was 2001 and 2000, like how were those real years of music when all these amazing artists all put out music. It's kind of crazy to me looking back. 
but I'm very happy we have the art today to enjoy and now we get to make podcasts about it. <laughs> I know it's crazy how there's a whole industry now that's just podcasts like ours that are looking back and analyzing everything and talking about how things have changed and just going down the rabbit hole all the time and it makes people feel so happy. I'm sure you get the same type of messages that I get from people that love hearing it. Oh, yeah. And you know what? People just miss good art. I really think that's what it is. Not to say that a lot of the things that are not today aren't good. There are some great artists, but they just don't have the magic and the spark that I think that era had. And everybody recognizes it, if you want me to be honest. There's a reason why the whole 2000s nostalgia thing is such a big thing now because people are like yo this was really good <laughs> like it was like the actual art itself like the actual music and the, like the movies all of it it's all it was obviously so well done that people you know it stands the test of time at the end of the day i guess time will tell how today's artists will do but you know that's not our problem where we were we, we enjoy our era <laughs> i know exactly i mean god i could ask you so many questions do you think that there will ever be a star like Britney again like and I don't mean like her as in mm -hmm. someone as talented or whatever I mean like the way that she just saturated the entire culture and was it was world domination during that Britney era and she was on fire in a way that I really I mean I think like the closest would be Michael Jackson yeah but I, I mean she was on fire in a way that I just don't think that anyone has ever been on fire before and it was in her eyes every second yeah I don't think I don't think we will have another star like that because it's just it's a completely different time in the social media age when everything is just so quick and so disposable stars just don't shine like they used to I always say that they do not shine like they used to because there's not as much um mystery there so when you don't have that you don't have the ability to create this huge elusive star i mean that's why artists like beyonce have been able to kind of keep up that stature that they have because she kind of keeps that elusiveness going a little bit but it's obviously not to the level that these other artists did um even though it was pretty close but i don't think I, I i would be shocked to see if we do have another star like that i would love it i think it would be amazing for the new generation to experience a little bit of that like what we got to experience because it really was so magical and the love that i have today for pop culture for music for all of this stuff stems from that time and how that was. So it would be a shame if the new generation doesn't get to experience it. I'm just very lucky that that I did. And, and I feel I'm sure you feel the same way. I do. I feel like my childhood was made so much better for it. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah, the memories, the home movies are so iconic. Like, you have <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I know that Every member of my family has these videos that my mom used to record because I would force her to record me dancing to Britney or NSYNC and then mail them by <laughs> snail mail to my family members. <laughs> or like if you remember like J14 and M Magazine used to have like the fan club addresses in the back and I used to write letters to like Avril Lavigne and like I was like a huge person of that nature. Oh, good times. Good times. Oh my gosh. Do you remember those, even like in some of the older magazines, like Teen Beat, do you remember how they always had those really thin paper pages that were like, you could order CDs or you could order like a photo or a keychain or something? 
Of course, of course I do. I remember all of it. I remember there was a thing called Columbia House and we used to get it sent to our house and we would like pick out the little squares of the CDs that we wanted. And that's how I got all my like early, early CDs. Like that's how I got all of that stuff. What a, what a time. What a time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. It makes me feel very warm inside. Trust me. We do a whole podcast about it for that reason. Yes. Yes. So obviously... This was such a huge week for us Simpson fans Uh because Jessica Simpson came out with music. Yes. I did a whole Patreon episode on it. So if you guys haven't heard that yet, you want to sign up, go sign up for the Patreon. Uh, Or if you already are a subscriber, thank you so much. I love you. But I wanted to get your opinion. What did you think when you heard Particles? I loved it. It's it's exactly what I expected, to be honest. Like, from the new music, I knew it was going to be a heartfelt moment. I knew it was going to be vocals. I loved seeing her passion. And I love that she's doing music for her. She's not doing it for the charts. She's not doing it for the streams. She's not doing it for the attention. She's doing it because she's fallen in love with the art of it again, very clearly. And I loved it. I think she sounded great. And I just hope that this isn't a one-off thing. I hope I know that it's a cover of a song, but I hope that this is the gateway to us seeing more songs by her that she writes, because we know that she can. We heard some of the songs on the open book, um, audio book. So I hope that this is just the start of more. So um, I loved it. And I'm so excited that she's having such a time now. She got her name back. Like, this is crazy time for jessica and her life and career and i know that you know there's there's all the deals with amazon too so i'm sure that she's gonna create a moment where it all coincides so i'm just excited i am excited when i see my girls thriving and succeeding and yeah i just i loved it and she sounded beautiful on the song i would love to see a live performance i am waiting for that (laughs) oh my goodness me too that's what i want more than anything drop the tour dates Oh, girl, please, please. I will do anything, anything, (laughs) absolutely anything. She might hold you to that. Listen, I'm ready. Jessica, if you're listening, please. We haven't seen you live perform in literally 12 years or even maybe 13 years at this point. It's a time. Britney's free. Now it's time to free Jessica. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I love the point you made about how this isn't about anything other than her really finding her love of music again it was so Mm -hmm. nice to see a release from a star like her that really didn't seem to be about marketing I thought that she might show up on a few tv shows or something after this even just over zoom to talk about it and she hasn't it's just kind of she posted it they put it on youtube um they put it on spotify and it's not this huge thing and I don't think she really cares about it selling because it's not on iTunes you can't buy it she doesn't need to though like at the end of the day we all know she's rich we all know she has the money she's she doesn't have to do this anymore she's doing it clearly because this is something she wants to do and I think that for a lot of our girls that we grew up with at this point in their lives and careers we only want them to do what they want to do because they already worked so hard and gave us so much so it more than anything, just feels so amazing to see her still love this and still want to do it. Exactly. Isn't that so beautiful? It actually makes me kind of emotional. Trust me. Same here. Same here. Even like seeing like Avril Lavigne back making music. It's all of this. It's like good for you guys. Like, and they're all like doing it, like not on the big labels that they were from. It's like, they're just doing it because they still love it. And that makes me happy as a fan. Cause that shows me, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to support this because a double-edged sword for me with Britney always was, does she really still want to do this? Because, you know, there was obviously different 
you know, situations at hand. But it's always one of those things where you don't want to really support something when you know that they don't want to do it. So it makes me feel good to see the passion still there. Exactly. You know, I saw, I was lucky enough as a kid, I saw her Oops tour, I saw her Britney tour, and Mm -hmm. I missed Onyx because they canceled it because, you know, she hurt herself. Still keeps me up at night. Trust me, same. And then I went to a ton of circus shows because after what she had been through, I mean, I know you remember the feelings. It was like, well, is she even going to ever do a concert again? And then when Femme Fatale happened, I love that album. I know the era was a strange era for her and a tough era for her, but I love the music. And I went to the concert and I still had a blast because it was my girl, but she did not want to be there. Okay. And it felt wrong. It felt wrong. And I never went to Vegas because of that. And it's something I haven't, this is like, I'm revealing something on Oprah. It's something I haven't talked about because I don't, (laughs) I don't shame any fans that did that. Obviously I completely understand. I didn't even see the piece of me tour when she came and she was closer to me because I just, I had such a weird feeling after going to that Femme Fatale concert. It was just something was wrong. And obviously it was. It was. That's one of the things that makes me the most excited is because I've never really believed that Britney was just being forced to perform. Like so many people always said, oh, she just wants to move to Louisiana and be with her boys. And like, I think that is a gigantic part of her personality. And if she does that, I will be so happy for her because we have so much iconicness to last us a lifetime already. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like she will do music. And I feel like it'll be in the same kind of vein of what Jessica's doing, where she's just okay. like, I am already queen of the fucking world. I literally freed myself. That bitch said that nobody has ever been freed of a conservatorship that she's seen. Stupid bitch, Vivian Lee fucking bitch, Thorine. That's right, I'm swearing because she's disgusting. She is the epitome of disgusting. I want, oh, I hope she's laughing now. <laughs> I hate these people. I know, I hate these people. It's so- or, or I should say, who's laughing now? It's unbelievable. The whole thing is unbelievable. And I really- I say all this to say that I do think that Britney is such a true artist in her soul. And I really do think she will come out with something. And I am so excited because we've really never even seen her without control. Like just because she's been in the conservatorship since 2008, she was controlled way before that. Yes, we got to see her and we got to experience her as an artist, but there were still so many things behind the scenes that were happening. And now she literally can just do whatever she wants in the world. Are you kidding? It's the the greatest thing. (laughs) It's the greatest thing. This is what I'll say. We're living in a time where Jessica Simpson is making music again. So there's no reason why Britney shouldn't eventually do that. Maybe it won't be like, in a couple years, but I think that she'll definitely be back to making music. Cause at the end of the day, when all is said and done, you know, that was her first love and that is what brought her to where she is. And so I think that, you know, similar to Jessica in the sense where if that's something that you grew up and it's in your foundation, that never leaves you and it stays with you. And eventually you get to a point where you need to express yourself creatively. We'll see which way she chooses to do that. And as long as she's just happy, that's all I care about. Exactly. We just want that freedom for her and as of today uh we want some wet lipstick oh yes so good. <laughs> i'm waiting i'm waiting for britney beauty to be launching any day now <laughs> oh my god the- watch me be glued to my phone for the rest of my life i'm just Listen, waiting the black eyeliner on that line would sell out in two <gasps> seconds <laughs> oh my god girl 
it, it would be amazing if she started like wearing no black eyeliner and then she came out with like a really chic makeup wipe. Oh, ooh, or like a good shampoo. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's great now because even things that were not controlled, she could just claim like, oh, you know, they made me wear that eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, they made me do this. They made me do that. It's like forever. Like she's like, she's golden. She's like, mm-hmm. any bad thing that happened, shit, it's their fault. See you in prison, Lou. Oh my God, please, please. Prison is too good for her, honestly. It really is too good for her. Ugh. And by the way, to anyone out there, I am not making light of the conservatorship. Of course not. I would die for Britney, okay? Same. I love her. I'm not making light of it. I'm just, I feel like I have a dark sense of humor. So sometimes I have to laugh and <laughs> just. You have to laugh at shit in life. Otherwise, it's like too. Because it really is the type of situation that's like oh, so unreal to even believe. It's just like, you know what? Like, you have to just do kind of keep going. And that's how I do in life. I have a dark humor too. And I try to just like laugh through the pain a lot of the time. And a lot of that gives me comfort. So hell, as now that she's out of it and she's free, let's just like not pretend it never happened. But like, damn, we need to really make up for the time that she lost. And hopefully she gets to do that. Now she has the freedom too, which I'm excited about. Yes. Oh, I could talk about it for hours, but this is about the divine Miss Ashley. Queen Ashley. Queen love. Ashley. But actually, I just want to mention one more thing because I know that you also love Hillary Duff and she came out with her TikTok today. Oh my God. I screamed. <laughs> I'm not lying. I screamed. When I saw it, I was like, oh, oh my God, Queen. Because it's so funny. I woke up this morning. And I saw it was going viral again. And I've seen this dance go viral for the last like three years. Like it's it's kind of been circling around Stan Twitter, but I guess it went really big on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I, I tweeted this morning and I'm sure the tweet is still there. I literally tweeted because um, I saw someone do it and I quote tweeted. I was like, has Hillary ever responded to anyone doing these dances? And an hour later, she posts hers and I'm like, yes, girl, finally. And I'd, it's just so funny because I remember watching that at the time and thinking I was like, oh, look at Hillary trying to dance and always thinking it was a little joke because like, come on, it's like the most white girl dance <laughs> in the fucking you world. You manifested this. I manifested it. Manifestation is real, baby. And I manifested a few other things that I can't talk about publicly yet. But as I told you earlier. Yes, I know about it. I'm so happy. So hopefully soon I'll be able to make an announcement on my podcast. But yeah, so manifestation is big. And I manifested this Hillary thing. Okay. And and now it has like millions of views. And I'm like, great girl. Now drop the music while the momentum is picking up. (laughs) Let me just explain it. If someone is like, what the hell are you two crazy people talking about? So Hillary, like Miss Jessica and some other pop stars, not the best dancers on planet Earth, okay? They're not Britney. They're not Janet. They have their own strengths. In the, in the words of our friend Jesse Chambliss, who is Cam Breezy on TikTok, soft choreo. Exactly. They they were kind of forced to have choreo because their labels were like, Britney, Britney, Britney. And Literally so- Britney. The impact. The way that this woman changed the lives the of so many. <laughs> So, of course, they tried to do choreo and it sometimes just didn't look that amazing. Um, my favorite Jessica example is actually a little bit. Look at those live performances because, girl. So good, though. Come on. So trash, but so good. I'm not trying to make fun of her in a mean way, but, girl, that was that was rough, okay? I had two episodes ago, the last Ashley episode, I did it with Jesse and I talked about his TikTok and how he has had some TikToks get huge numbers talking about the soft choreo of 
people like Jessica and Hillary. And Hillary specifically has this really infamous <laughs> performance of her song with love, um, which is like a cute song, but it, it's like never been my favorite. And she's doing this performance. Is it the Today Show or, or Good Morning America? Honestly, it's the big one is the Today Show, but she did the dance on like the Tonight Show. We just, she did it a bunch of places. So a few variations of it are going viral. The main one is the Today Show one, but the one she responded to was the Tonight Show. Right. And it's just this dance that's just so half-assed and the choreo is not good to begin with, but then the way she does it also is very, like, she just seems so lazy. And so people have been recreating it on TikTok as they do, you know, and putting in that signature, like, laziness into the (laughs) style of doing it, like, the opposite of Britney, like, the complete opposite of Janet, just like, I guess I'll put my arm up, whatever. And so Hillary did a response to it and did herself doing the choreo today, I guess. And then she's like, you're welcome. Exactly. And she posted it on Instagram. I was like, okay, you guys can finally stop texting me about this. <laughs> Legends fucking only. Honestly. Literally. Like, that's from 14 years ago and it's going viral now. Like, tell me you're a legend without saying you're a legend. You know, even if it's sort of making fun, it's iconic. Exactly. And I love that she has a sense of humor about it and she can recreate it because, you know, she probably knows exactly why that happened. She didn't feel like dancing, (laughs) you know? She didn't want to. She never was a dancer, though. Like, even, like, before that, like, the few albums before, she never danced. That was the first era where she ever danced. So maybe she was trying something new. But, hey, I mean, listen, it's getting numbers in 2021. So who's the real winner here? Good for her, man. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get into this episode? Let's do it, baby. Valentine. So if anyone hasn't noticed, my voice sounds really nasally and congested because I have horrible allergies. So I apologize for that. But this episode, it's called Valentine's Bummer, and it aired on July 7th, 2004. Now, you said that you remembered this episode, right? Oh, yes. What stood out to you about it? A few things. Obviously, just me being me when she imitates Britney. Like, obviously, that stood out to me, especially just because, like, I feel like there was always such an emphasis on being the anti-Britney, but yet, like, why are you always mentioning her? Like, always mentioning her. And she did the, like, the improvisation pretty well, actually. So that stood out to me. And another thing that stood out to me um, is the scenes where she was recording pieces of me with Caro Dioguardi because... I recently listened to an interview. It was a podcast interview. I think the podcast is Hot Takes and Deep Dives. I'm not sure. Um, But the podcast host did an interview with Kara. So I listened to it because I was like, oh, of course I want to listen to it. Because it said in the title that she was going to be talking about like working with all the queens, right? And Kara specifically mentioned working with Ashley Simpson and working on pieces of me and saying how weird it was to have the cameras there saying how she was like, it it was weird because I really didn't want to be on camera, but I also felt like I had to be because I didn't want it to seem like I wasn't a part of this album when I literally co-wrote the entire thing. So she's like, so I wanted it to show that I was there, but it was just very weird. And I felt like I couldn't fully get into my creative space so the whole time I was watching it I was like I know that you hate that these cameras are on you girl (laughs) so that stood out to me as well in the episode and then also just the fact that Ashley really was 19 years old like you see it in the way that she reacts and we'll talk about it to 
the Valentine situation. And it's like, girl, it's not that deep. But then I'm like, oh, but she's also 19 years old. So, and we forget that because she was so successful so quickly and so young. You forget how young she really was. And because we were so young when we were watching it, I didn't realize, I thought she was a grown woman. But now as a 26 year old, I'm just like, she was a kid. And you really see that. Exactly. I was watching this and I was just like, she is so cool. She is an adult. She lives in her own apartment. She has a boyfriend and he is a musician. And that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah, well, that's what we thought, right? Like I thought a 16 year, when I saw Britney baby one more time, 16, I thought like, that's what a grown person is. 16 is when you're grown. Oh no. <laughs> but you know, I think that it definitely, sh it's, it's a very unique in the sense of like, you know, showing a young girl coming of age, but you definitely see how young she was looking at it from the eyes of us today. So yeah, those are the things definitely that stood out to me in this episode for sure. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that about um, Kara. Cause I was, it's interesting to see her in this episode. Cause I, you know, obviously she's written and produced so many iconic songs, but mm -hmm. as far as like us visually seeing her, my image of her is always from American Idol where they're always so glam and stuff. And she seems so low key in this episode. And so so much younger than on Idol, even though it wasn't even that many years after this. It was like maybe four or five. Right. And she just seemed very there like for the music. Like she didn't care about the cameras. So it makes sense. Yeah. And in this interview that she had done, she said that at this point she had written for Kylie Minogue, Hilary Duff. And she said it was actually she had written for Jessica Simpson. She co-wrote a little bit for Jessica on Irresistible. So she said in the interview, she's like, I started working with Jessica Simpson and that turned into working for Ashley Simpson. And then we ended up just, me and John Shanks ended up being like co-workers, co whatever. And we ended up just doing the whole album. And she said, it was very, very weird that the cameras were there. It was very weird. <laughs> um, but, and she like specified on that, that it was very weird. So that's, I just kept thinking that when I was watching the show and I saw her in this episode, I was just like, damn, you really were uncomfortable with this. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's the music industry. And those are just the types of things that happen. And this girl has an opportunity to be on MTV to launch her career. She's obviously going to take that. So, you know, you have the opportunity to kind of grow your brand as well by being on the show. So, you know, try to think of it that way. But I guess it's just one of those things that if you're not really comfortable in front of the camera, then you're just not comfortable in front of the camera, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have a really random story about Cara Diagordi. Oh, <laughs> So a few years ago, Kara followed me on Instagram. Okay. It was the weirdest thing because I don't know her. I don't know people that know her. It was the most random thing. I hadn't added her in anything. Like I hadn't left any comments. I wasn't following her. And I'm a singer, but that's not like my main thing in life. Like it's not like I had a demo out there or something like that. But I don't know why she did. But of course, I instantly followed her back. I had my like my mind had I had like spirals where I'm like, did she hear me sit? Like, am I going to be famous? <laughs> it's Kara gonna write me a song like what's happening like it was kind of like when a guy likes you and he like just adds you on Instagram but doesn't say anything right. you know like acting oh, I cool know I know those I, I knew you would and <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh my god what should I do you know and I like didn't know what to do and um, I'm just like that's really weird and then I went and looked at who she's following I'm like is she just one of those people that follows you know tons of people and no like she didn't follow that many people I was like Oh my God, I am Ashley. Like I am the next Ashley. 
Did you ever message her? I never messaged her. After like a few days, I went back and checked and she had unfollowed me. So I guess it was a mistake. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> I was going to say this could have been the start to like a great like co-writing, songwriting friendship. <laughs> exactly. So Kara, if you're, uh, you know, if you ever hear this, please explain to me what happened. DM me because that was a very exciting moment of my life. But anyway, this podcast isn't about me. Let's get back to Ashley. <laughs> you are Ashley. What do you mean? I should have been. I don't know what happened. Kara, like, text me. Um, <laughs> so in the previous episode, we had seen Ashley make her move with Ryan. And so now they're kind of like dating and flirting and stuff. They're very silly. They're very young. This yeah. like I'm I, I'm older than her in this, but like I it made me feel like 50. Yeah, it really did. It really did. I don't know. First of all, I've never thought Ryan Cabrera was really cute, if I'm going to be honest. I've always thought he had a kind of a weird look, but that's just not my type of look. Maybe a lot of girls did. This Their relationship just like a screw. I don't know. Maybe this is controversial, whatever, but it screams PR to me. It really screams PR to me. But well, that's what, what I was going to ask is, do you think it was just Joe telling her that she had to date him for the show? I don't know. I think they were friends before, if I'm not mistaken. They were. I don't know if it was anyone telling her, but I definitely feel like it was encouraged because it's an extra storyline. It ties into the music. They're in the music videos. And I watched some later episodes today, like later on in that year, and she was still with him at the end of 2004. So maybe they really did like, like, I don't know, right? I'm not there. But just so like from the outside looking in and just like watching it with adult eyes, it really does scream PR. But hey, I could be wrong, you know? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. She, Ashley's married now with beautiful children and a beautiful husband. But I mean, at least we're talking about this episode, right? So this time, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a PR thing because this was the era of Joe Simpson, you know, wanting to be Matthew Knowles. And wa you know what I mean? Like really trying to push the girls out like that. So it wouldn't shock me. Yeah, so I actually thought that it was pretty much common knowledge that this was a PR thing. Okay, there you go. But when I asked recently, and a lot of people replied and were like, no, they were obviously together. Like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh. okay. I was talking about this with Jesse when he was on too because PR relationships are a little confusing to me because obviously I know that this does happen, but – where does like where is the line you know what I mean because if you're young and single and the person is attractive or whatever it's aren't you just kind of doing it at what point is it fake or not I get that there's some relationships that are just 100% for show or whatever but I do think that Joe set this up like I 100% think that at some point there was a conversation with Ashley that was like look he's gonna be your boyfriend on the show but I also think that they were together in real life like I think yeah. that they did have real chemistry and they probably just took advantage of the fact that it was like, okay, we're supposed to be together for the show and I like you anyway, so whatever. Exactly. And let's just be honest, he was literally signed to Joe Simpson management. So it's like, come on, like it doesn't take a genius to put two and two together. I do think that maybe they were told, you know, this is what's going to happen and probably developed something after, you know, whatever, which great, good for them. It was a moment, gave us some television. But no, I don't think this was her authentic boyfriend. And then it just happened that he was also signed to her father's management label. And oh, wait, she's also in the video. Oh, wait, her first single is going to be about him. Oh, wait, it's all going to play out on MTV. Like, come on, you know? 
Yeah, it it doesn't read to me like they were in love or anything, especially yeah. because she keeps saying, oh, you're my best friend. And oh, yeah. he's my best friend. Who wouldn't want to make out? Yo, when she said, who wouldn't want to make out with your best friend? I literally said, me, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> make out with my best friend. I mean, I obviously want to be really close. Like I, I want whoever ends up being my man to be my friend, of course. But my best friend, like, no, there's no sexual in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think it's it's like a different type of best friend when you're in yes, love. Sure. Yes, of course. Of course. Yes. You know, but the way that they they seem like so, so comfortable with each other and stuff. And Ashley does seem like that type of person that like she picks someone to latch onto. And yeah. that's her person that she does everything with now. And I think that when you're 19 and you you're straight and your friend is straight and you're a guy and a girl you're like okay let's hook up so i feel like it's not that deep you know all the straights i i know i'm sorry <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know what to say i can't explain it anyway I it's okay i know I, you feel enough shame that i can let it go <laughs> <laughs> oh lord um anyway don't come for us I, if if you believe it was 100 percent real i'm happy for you that's that's fine so Ashley doesn't know what's happening between her and Ryan. She's just kind of like, whatever. And when she says to him, you're my best friend, he just goes, thanks. And then he pretends to be a monkey and like pretends, you know how monkeys pick the bugs out of each other's hair? Yes. So he was doing that. And um, and again, like straight men. What? Yeah, it was very straight man humor. I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't even know what to think. I think that like even just seeing how the whole thing, like a, it, like the fight or whatever, if you can call it a fight that they have in the episode about him not playing the song for her at the concert. It's like, okay, like, are you really actually mad about that? Like he literally just, all his songs are about you anyway. So you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. It makes you think twice. Then we get this establishing scene where we find out Ryan's having a Valentine's Day show and he also asked Ashley to be his Valentine. Why that wasn't on camera, I'll, I don't know. But right. apparently he did. And Ashley says, not not just in this scene, but in another scene too, that Valentine's Day is not a big deal. Yep. Ryan brought up that he was doing a show on Valentine's Day. And then later he asked me to be his Valentine. I was like, of course. Valentine's is so sad if you don't have like i know but like it's so like like i always choose to just kind of chill because like i don't get it like yeah. it's like I'll forget it just go probably. to a show instead. that's what i'm doing yeah whatever that she's just like yeah i don't get it like i just chill on valentine's i just hang out and chill and i'm like oh my god because i've also done that where i've said like i've had a guy ask me like so what do you think about valentine's day and i've been like um I don't care. It's so I don't. <laughs> and meanwhile, I was like, you better be getting champagne and strawberries and satin sheets. Yeah. Flowers. Um, so I can't fault her because I did the same thing. And I was definitely older than 19. I mean, I would still I mean, listen, if I was with somebody and I liked the person, I would want them to acknowledge how Valentine's Day. Yes, it's just a whatever a thing. Like, it's just a day. But like damn like it shouldn't be that hard to make me feel special you know exactly well that's what i was gonna ask you next like how do you feel about it like if you were in a relationship what would you expect or would you not expect anything or how do you feel about it if i was in a relationship it's like i'm not expecting you to do anything crazy like recreate some moment from a movie like no nothing like that but like 
yo, like we can go out for like you can take me out for dinner. Or you can get me some flour. You know, we don't have to do anything crazy, but acknowledge it and acknowledge me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you should do that all the time anyway. But you know what? I don't care what people say. Commercial this, commercial that. You're with me. Acknowledge me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I know. Thank you. I hate when people say this is another straight man thing. Oh, well, I just think that you should be like that every day of the year. Valentine's Day is stupid. You should always be loving. And I'm like, yes, but we are human beings. There are certain days where we do certain fucking things. And like, how fucking hard is it? Just do it. It's not hard. I'm sorry. Like, please. I accept no excuses. Anyway. I'm here. Then Ryan says that Ashley has the eyes of a gorilla. (laughs) Such a dork. Honestly, like... You know what? They are really similar if you think about it in their personalities. Like, they are pretty similar. Yeah, they're not a bad match at all. Like, everybody always um, says that Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra are a PR couple. And it's funny because, like, I am a Jonas Brothers stan. And mm-hmm. I always say, like, I don't know if Nick would do that. He's They seem like such regular, like, Jersey boys to go all out and have weddings in India and here and all of that. They really do seem mismatch to me like for a PR couple they don't feel like a couple to me whereas Joe and Sophie to me feel so so much like a couple I don't know right I mean listen but when it comes to Joe and Priyanka they're not my favorite couple but like I just really think Joe can do better but that's just me you know you mean Nick Nick sorry Nick can be I'm so sorry listen I'm not the biggest Jonas Brothers fan I'm gonna be the first one to say it but I just know them like just from being like icons right and and Nick is obviously very, very cute. I never liked Pranka, really, if you want me to be honest. Um, but hey, I don't know. Maybe they do have some connection that none of us know about, to be honest. But they do seem like a much more of a PR couple than Ashley and Ryan. I just think that when it comes to Ashley and Ryan, it's just that the obvious facts are in our face. So it's like, how do you ignore that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they seem like a good match, but it's just that we know... Yeah. That this was like a Joe thing. So Exactly, exactly. So then we get some writing at the schoolhouse with John Shanks and Ashley is doing pieces of me. And this is where she tells him that she just auditioned for a movie and that Uh she was playing the Britney Spears character or whatever. And (laughs) she goes, she says that she doesn't didn't get it because I did it too much like her or something. (laughs) Yeah. Um Okay. Is that a reason why you wouldn't get it because you did it too well, Ashley? (laughs) No, Ashley, I don't think that's what it is. I mean, like, listen, her imitation was good. Like, she was very sweet with it. But I don't know. I I have two feelings about that scene. One feeling is I love a Britney reference. So, like, yeah. But also it's like, it seems like you're making fun of her. Like, that's what it felt like in that scene. I don't know. Am I the only one who feels that way? Yeah, it did feel a little bit like that. Because if you remember, um, this is not this episode, so forgive me, but there is an episode where she's filming the video Lala, and she says, like, this is not a Britney Spears video. I don't know what they think I'm going to do. Like, she says that. So I'm just like, why is there this fixation on Britney all the time? And it's not just Ashley. It was all the fucking girls. It's like, why are the fixation on Britney all the time? Like, I know she's that much of an icon, but it's like, damn, she didn't say anything about you guys. I'm telling you, I think the only person in history that people are so fucking obsessed with that they cannot go five minutes without mentioning, even when she hasn't even done anything for decades, is like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, literally. You know what I mean? I can't think of anyone else really to compare Britney to 
in that specific way. Other aspects of Britney I can compare to like Janet or Madonna or whatever, but like, and I mean, same, like I understand, but like the way that people were just so obsessed with her and still are, I mean, it's just, there's no one else who has an id factor like her. And not to, not to continue to bring it back to Britney, but Ashley's literally talking about Britney here. So it's like, we have to, yeah. but, it's, <laughs> but it's true. And like her, her invitation was good. Like it was very sweet and so like, huh, I'm Britney Spears. So nice to meet you. Like, I love that, but it's just like, okay, but were you trying to diss her or were you, like, I don't know. I don't think she was. I had this audition for this part, which is actually a really funny part, but I um didn't get it. You were, actually, I don't even think they're doing it. Because you're yet. reflective and you're sad. No, and I don't even somber. think they're doing it yet. But it was to play like the Britney Spears character or something, and I like did it like too much like her or something. But it was like the funniest. So wait, thing. What, what, is, what, what does that mean? So it, you can do Britney? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Can, but you, I can you give done me like one? Just give me one. Do what they asked you. Oh my goodness! Hi, I'm Britney. It's so nice to meet you. You are so sweet, really. You are so sweet. (laughs) I think that MTV included that scene on purpose to try to create that narrative. Exactly. They always wanted to create a feud between the girls because that's what got ratings at that time. So I definitely know whoever was in the producer booth, that's what their intention was. I don't think that was Ashley's per se. But alas, we are left with an iconic... Britney Spears impression by Ashley Simpson. <laughs> yeah. You know what she did? I felt like it was her eyes that really were Britney. The, yeah, yeah. They're like, I, I'm I'm just a regular Southern girl, y'all. Like that kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> but like Britney like closes her eyes a few times or like moves her head and she has a really quiet voice with it. Oh. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. <laughs> that was the part that I liked. I thought the voice was a little, the voice was more like a three out of 10, but it's yeah, fine. Yeah, but like it definitely wasn't like the best impression, but it was enough for me to realize like, okay, I can hear you're trying to do Britney. Yeah, and I wonder if anybody knows what movie is she talking about? Did this movie ever get made? Who ended up playing the Britney role? I really need to know. I have no idea. I know that, I mean, in the scene, she says, I don't even know if they did it yet. So maybe it's something that never happened. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's very possible. People have been imitating Britney in movies for the last 20 years. So it could be anything. Maybe it was one of those scary movies or something like that. Oh, my God. Speaking of of that, people imitating her. Have you seen the movie, the Drew Barrymore movie, um, Music and Lyrics? Of course I have. And then pop goes my heart. Remember the song in the movie? Yes. Oh, my God. First of all, I actually genuinely love that song. And I think yeah, Hugh Grant so should good. do an album. I would love it. I love that song. Yes, it's so I thought they did a perfect job with not only that parody, but the Britney parody, the um, Haley Bennett character. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so good. You're making me want to rewatch this movie. Oh, so good. It's definitely it's I don't think it's just Britney. It's kind of like a Britney, Christina, Jessica, yes, like yeah. amalgamation. If anyone hasn't seen this, it's about Hugh Grant playing this 80s has been star and he's trying to revive his career and he ends up working with this like young pop star and they do this um like I said, this parody of Britney, Jessica, Christina, and she's just like so overtly sexual, but very sweet and like calm at the same time. And it's such a brilliant, like if you love any of these artists from this era, you will crack up laughing at it. And it has Drew Barrymore, another queen. So just watch it. Love Drew. Love Drew. Yes. And okay. So next we have this scene. I really didn't like it's the scene that 
Ashley says she wants to tone up, so she is going to a ballet class with her friend. And we all know, and she says it in this episode, Ashley was a ballerina. She went to the School of American Ballet in New York City, which another great movie. It's in the movie Center Stage, that very serious ballet school that they go to. That's what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And she goes into this ballet class and they just goof off the whole time and they like make fools of themselves and then they go get tutus and put them on. And it was very clear to me that this was just set up for the show. They were like, let's have a funny scene of, of Ashley trying to work out, but she can't because she's such a goofball. She's so not like Jessica. And it was just really (laughs) pointless to me. Yeah, I agree. It definitely felt like a staged scene. It felt like, okay, we're doing this for the cameras. We're doing this for, it felt like a filler scene. That's exactly what it felt like. I mean, like, sure, I guess it's cute to watch her goof off with her friends and because, oh, she went to ballet school. Let's have her go to a ballet class. But like, I don't know. I don't feel like it fit in with the theme of the show of making the album. I like seeing the scenes where she's making music and where she's actually working on the album because that's what I feel like the show was created for. I feel like this was really just a filler scene that was to create an extra two minutes so they can have two minutes in an episode, you know? Like, it didn't bring anything extra to the show. I agree. I I feel like they were trying to push her quirky personality, but, like, we've already gotten that. So it just was complete filler, like you're saying. Yeah, and I mean, like, whatever. I mean, it's cute to see her with her friends, but we could have done without it. (laughs) So then we see Ashley hosting a girls' night, and she just says she wants to hang out with her friends and talk about boys. They are making tacos, which Ashley says is her specialty. Very not, because she didn't know how to... She kept saying, I've never cut a tomato before. I've never done this. Like, how the fuck is tacos your specialty, girl? <laughs> like, what? She says, I've never washed lettuce in my life. I'm like, girl. Huh? And, like, were they drinking? Yes. <laughs> okay, so love the depiction of underage people drinking on national television. Not to say that, like... I mean, like, I'm from Montreal, so our legal age is 18. So for me, I was drinking at 19. But I'm just saying, like, it's obvious the legal age is 21 in America. So it's like, they're obviously drinking. Like, come on. Like, how are you going to show this on TV? But whatever. I just that's something that entered my head for sure. Right. So <laughs> one of my favorite lines from Ashley is when they get the pan out and she goes, do you think that's big enough for our meat? <laughs> oh, God. That's such a classic Ashley thing that Jessica would never say. I love yeah. it. Yeah, very Ashley, very Ashley. But my favorite moment from this scene is her friend who's clearly drunk. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm scared about Valentine's Day. (laughs) Valentine's! (laughs) Valentine's! I was like, yo, she's wasted. That's how I knew they were drinking because I'm like, Valentine's Day? You're like, oh, God. Mm -hmm. Iconic, though. And he got I agree. I think that it's so dumb to go on a date on Valentine's Day because, like, what are the expectations? I'm just scared for Valentine's Day. Did you call it Valentine's Day? That's Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. Times! We love that. Like, drunk moments with our friends, that's great. But it's interesting to me that they let that slide through because I feel like Joe Simpson wouldn't have wanted that to be seen. I don't know. Or maybe he did. Maybe that makes her so anti-Jessica that that is what they wanted. Well, I'm going to talk about this more later in the episode about the drinking because it's definitely there in this episode. But I love the way that, like, Ashley just pauses and is just, like, looking at her and she goes, did you just say Valentine's Day? <laughs> like, we all have those have those friends who say that or say, like, library or, like, supposedly Yes. Oh, yes. I'm that friend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely that friend. I'm actually being like, 
wait. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> what did Although, you say? Like, I, I have my Ashley moments, but like enough drinks in my system, and I'm definitely the Valentine's girl. <laughs> we, look, we've all been there. It's no shame. So then Ashley goes over to Ryan's because he wrote her a song and he sings it like very up close in her ear and it's very this song is uh, or this scene is very much like oh look at these two young people just in love and whatever like it I I don't think it was like entirely staged because I do think that he was like writing songs for her but it did feel like okay now here's another like we had the relatable quirky Ashley scene and now here's the other romantic scene and now we're gonna have another music scene (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I think even just, like, the placement of them all, like, we all live in the same building. Like, that obviously was created on purpose. You know what I mean? It's, like... Oh, yeah, it's very friends. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, it's cute TV, and I don't know, have we ever heard that song? Like, like out, like, recorded and whatnot? Honestly, I don't, I don't really pay attention to Ryan Cabrera's discography. Not many people do, sweetie. <laughs> so, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely like a thousand steps above Nick Lachey, but like that's not saying much. That's not saying much. All um, the what's left of me, the song is great. We just have to admit it. I do like that song, of course. Well, I mean, it. It's a good song. <laughs> just that. Just what's left of me. Just that one. I can admit, I always say this, I can admit when Nick does things that are good. It's so rare that I really don't mind admitting it. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. Snipsy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Okay, so then we get another scene of Pieces of Me, and this is when we have Kara, and uh, Ashley is recording with her, and she's having some struggles singing, but obviously the final (laughs) product is amazing and iconic. (laughs) Just the way you said that made me laugh. She's having trouble singing. (laughs) She's a singer, but sometimes she can't really sing, and that's okay. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. Exactly, and... She has a very unique tone, and that's what I think works for her. And she ended up with a great vocal on the song. But it was interesting to see her, like, mess up on, like, really the most simple line ever. Kudos to Kara and John. Like, it seemed like they were very good at it. They were, like, just because Kara was being very um stern, but she was also, like, giving her, like, good feedback. Like, but your tone is great. Like, you're sounding, you know what I mean? So she was encouraging to her. So, and Kara herself has a great voice, too. Like, she has a beautiful singing voice. She does. I haven't heard her sing. She actually has a duet with Kelly Clarkson on her album Stronger called The Sun Will Rise. So you guys should check that out if you've never really heard Kara sing beautiful voice a great songwriter great voice and seems like a supportive person to work with because like even you know she's worked with people like Paris Hilton and whatnots or or Lindsay Lohan and whatever that maybe aren't the best singers but she brings out the best in them and you can see how she was doing that with Ashley just right here when she couldn't get that note right and she was being very great to her and helping her get it and then she did get it and the final vocal sounds beautiful on pieces of me and iconic I totally totally agree with everything you just said even though we only see a a short clip of Kara here she really comes off well to me like she shouldn't have been worried about the cameras at all because this just made me want to see more of her and more of her in the studio like I think she could have her own show that's kind of like a you know Kara Diaguardi project of developing artists I would love to watch I mean I heard that interview but I'd love to watch like a visual documentary on just her life and career and all the work that she's done including stories and photos and you know uh, testimonials from those artists because it really she her and john shanks really were a part of this era of 
teen pop queens. Like they worked with everyone, Hillary, Lindsay, Ashley, Jessica. They did some songs with Britney. Um, you know what? I actually, let me pull up my Cara Guardi playlist. Cause I made a playlist of like all the songs that she's written. And I was amazed at the end of it. I was like, Oh my God, she did all of this. And it's all like, 2000s iconic moments you're such a 2000s king making a cara diaguardi playlist <laughs> i'm sorry i have to I, I have to find it well you know what there's um i can't remember her name right now and i apologize for that there is a songwriter who has worked with Katy perry on like all of her number ones and she's on tiktok and she does tiktoks about all the songs that she has written that have become hits and she doesn't even get that into it but i would love to see cara do something like that where she She's like, yep, this is this one is Pieces of Me from 2004, another hit, like, and explain, you know, the process or what she thinks about the songs, like what her favorite songs are that she's done and all of that would be really awesome. Like that could have her go viral on TikTok for sure. You're talking about Bonnie McKee, I think, right? Yes. Yes, that's her. Yeah, she's iconic. She's written so many iconic hits for the girls, like right after Kara's era. Where is this playlist? I have to find it. Hold on, because you guys, it's like so good. And now I'm like, I've decided that you all need to hear. Oh, I found it. I found it. Yeah, so she's worked with Kylie Minogue, Kelly Clarkson, Christina Aguilera, Pink, Ashley Simpson, Lindsay Lohan, Paris Hilton, Enrique Iglesias, Raven Simone, Britney Spears. Uh, Britney Spears, she co-wrote Brave New Girl. So that's a great one. Gwen Stefani, she co-wrote Rich Girl, Pussycat Dolls, I Don't Need a Man, Beep. Um, all Avril Lavigne, Celine Dion, Taking Chances, Carrie Underwood, Fifi Dobson, really all the mid-2000s, like, queen so Kara really was a part of a big wave of music and Ashley was a huge part of that because the entire I am me and autobiography albums were pretty much co-written by Kara so we need to give our girls some some due diligence here honey oh my god that I mean that is such an amazing body of work right so it's, uh, iconic I'm gonna send you this playlist um, when we're done this episode and you can like get into it maybe share it with your followers or whatnot if you guys want to hear such great work such great work pieces of me obviously being the big hit which we love <laughs> yes wow justice for Kara. let's get her whatever she wants i don't know we need to give her her flowers for what she contributed to the music industry for sure yes so then oh we see ashley drop her nail polish in the elevator and to me this is like another filler thing of like look at her she's such a mess she's messy yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's so funny because like Jessica is messy, too. That's the main thing that they focused on in the first episode of Newlyweds was that Jessica is messy. So it's like, <laughs> just relax with them being messy. Like, I don't care. I think that that was the thing, though. It's about making them relatable at the time, you know, making them like, oh, they're like, remember us weekly to do that thing stars. They're just like us. Like, I think that that's kind of what they were going for. That's what was popular at the time, right? Reality TV shows were kind of the new boom at that time. And I think people just wanted to see oh, look, they dropped their nail polish just like us. Honestly, at first, I didn't think it was nail polish. I was like, that looks like gas fluid. And I was yeah. like, oh, wait, it's nail polish. <laughs> she was like, I'm so upset. I don't know what to do. I'm like, girl, just clean it up. It's not that big of a deal. Go get some fucking Lysol wipes. And she, she takes like toilet paper. I'm like, girl, Lysol girl. wipes. So then, of course, we have the show. We have Ryan's big Valentine's Day show. And Ashley goes with her friends and queen of the world, Tina. Oh, I love her. Tina, we love you. You are everything. everything my favorite Simpson. Same. Oh, after Jessica. Sorry. Jessica <laughs> really is my favorite Simpson. She always will be. But Tina's like right up there. She's everything. Like there's no words. Okay. So 
Brian starts talking about his song On the Way Down, which I actually do really enjoy that song. He is talking, oh, I just recorded a music video, and Ashley screams. This next song is supposed to be going to radio in April. And you had a hot girl in the video. I shot a a music video with the lovely Ashley Sampson. Yes, thank you! (laughs) And Tina's like cracking up. And then he says, did you notice this? He says that he had the lovely Ashley Sampson. No, I didn't notice that. He said that? Swear he said Ashley Sampson. I'm going to put the clip in so you guys can judge it with me. But then Ashley didn't react to it. And I'm like, I feel like she would have reacted to it. So maybe it just sounded weird on the like on the YouTube that I was listening to. I don't know. But I thought he was doing that. But maybe she reacted and they just didn't show it because, you know, in editing, you can make everything look so seamless. Right. So it's very possible. I mean, she did get pretty pissed after. (laughs) Yes. So let's get into this because one thing that I will say about this podcast is that I'm not super gossipy. So like every once in a while, I get DMs from people that are like, did you hear about this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, and it'll be something that, you know, um, I I might think is a little bit disrespectful to talk about on this podcast. I am not uh, catering to the Simpson family or anything like that. But I do really like I am a genuine fan of these people. I love and respect them. And I don't want to be just like, oh, my God, you know, I heard Jessica did this or Ashley did this or whatever. And there has been some things that I've heard about them that I haven't shared here because I just don't want it to be that type of podcast. And there's nothing wrong with that type of podcast. I listen to those and I love hearing gossip and all of that. But people have said over the years that Ashley has had a drinking problem. Oh, really? Yes. And people have said possibly that she has had treatment for it which no shame in that whatsoever right more power to her and look how jessica owned that you know what i mean exactly so you see a martini sitting in front of ashley here you never see her drinking of course but you see this martini and i feel like she is super drunk during this whole sequence and i'm not a huge drinker but I'm very much the kind of person, I love the saying, um, don't drink to feel better, drink to feel even better. Yep, exactly. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it is a downer. And early on in my life, earlier than 18, or earlier than 19, I learned that where I was like, oh, I'm really sad. Like, and I would drink with my friends and I would get so much sadder and I would want to like yeah. call some guy or whatever. And then I realized, oh, this is not fun when you're sad. This is like sad. <laughs> this is like really bad. And I feel like this just emboldened her to be really whiny. And she came off like somebody with a drinking problem. Now, I'm not saying that back then she had one or that she's ever had one because this is all rumors. I don't know for sure that she's ever been to rehab. This is complete speculation. I know some people are like, duh, she obviously has. And other people are like, that's not true. I am not making a statement on it either way. Um, And I basically like I care because I care about Ashley as a person. But like, I don't care. I love her. No, even if she has messy moments and she has like that mcdonald's video that we all saw the one in toronto that was in toronto yeah and going to mcdonald's when you're drunk is really fun though and it was after her she had done i remember this i was watching much on demand that was our version of trl and she was on for the hour and it was right after that so she must have gone to a bar got like drunk and then started climbing up on the mcdonald's (laughs) like this was when i am me was coming out like and i remember them talking about it the next day and the vjs were like so matt how pissed off did you make ashley simpson because she clearly had to go drink her sorrows away i was like oh god and actually like 
okay, I'm gonna I'm only gonna mention this because it was like it's relating to the story, but like I don't support this. But one of the characters, our VJs, whatever on much music was called was named Ed the Sock. And he for those of you who don't know who Ed the Sock was, he was basically like a character, like a hand puppet. But he would say very lewd things and he was kind of like a big character on much music. So he filmed like an interview with Ashley and I posted on my page a picture of Ashley one day. I didn't know he followed me at the sock. I didn't know he was still a character that he tries to be, or maybe he's trying to still make, I don't know. But he commented, he was like, top three dumbest people I've ever spoken to in my life. To which I'm just like, okay, I didn't respond to it because I'm like, there's no need for you to be negative here. But then I posted another thing of Ashley and he said the same thing. And it was from an interview from that time. So I don't know if it was it was from the day at McDonald's. So I don't know if she was like drunk in the interview or anything like that. But I mean, he definitely didn't have very good things to say about her. And like I said, I never entertained it and I never even responded to it because I just didn't feel like it was necessary. But just a little tidbit, like a little fun fact for you guys, that he still to this day, 16 years later, is trying to badmouth her, which is like, why are you trying to do that? So freaking rude. The fact that he yeah. felt the need to double down on it and say it again. Again, it's like, yo, I didn't answer you the first time. I'm obviously posting her because I'm a fan. Why would you, you know what I mean? Like, anyway. Yeah. Some people just want to be negative. Exactly. I hate that vibe when someone's clearly trying to like burst your bubble. I remember when my older cousin used to say to me she's like she'd be like someday you're gonna get over this whole like britney thing and this insane thing not. <laughs> i was like <laughs> i look back on that and i'm like no one has been more wrong about anything in history <laughs> same here i've gotten that a lot in my life <laughs> i literally was like so excited today because lance bass posted that chris from nsync was uncle chris and they were playing with lance's new twins and i'm a jc girl i wasn't i didn't even care what they did but i still did because I was so freaking obsessed with them and all these years later I'm like oh my god Uncle Chris that's so cute <laughs> I love that I stand that of course of course like I, like we were saying at the beginning it's our childhood so yeah she's all upset because he didn't do anything for her for Valentine's Day and he was supposed to play the song that he wrote for her I guess he had promised her this and so Tina says like well um, are you gonna go say hi and she's like no fuck him like I don't <laughs> she's like he didn't play this song we need to go say hi to Ryan Ready to go? I'm over him. You don't like him anymore? He didn't sing the song that he told me he was going to sing to me. I was like, him. Makes me really over him. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's Valentine's Day. You didn't do anything for me. The least you could have done was sing a song for me. I thought he was going to sing, sing a song he wrote to me. Because he wrote this amazing song and he never he didn't sing it. I was sad because he didn't <laughs> sing a song to me. What do you mean? He told me you were going to sing a song that you wrote to me and you didn't sing it. You weren't even watching. I was watching the whole time. You were talking. The fact that I was so aware of the fact that you didn't sing that song, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, no. You told me we were going to do it for Valentine's Day, and you didn't. Uh, is that why you didn't You're the watch? worst Valentine ever. And I told Ryan he's the worst Valentine ever. No, no, no. Ashley. You didn't do anything for me for Valentine. Didn't? Hey. Nothing. Hey. He gave you nothing? Hey. A card five days ago. No hey. flowers. Hey. Nothing. Hey. It's not over yet. This, the editing was shady toward Ashley because. Very, very shady towards Ashley. Like, yes. Whoa. I couldn't believe it because Ryan says, he's like, you weren't even watching. You were talking. And then they cut to Ashley during talking? the show. Talking. 
I was like, what? Because they could have made it look the complete opposite. They could have showed a clip of her like staring at him lovingly or something, but they chose to make her look bad. Well, that's what better TV is, right? The <laughs> They know what they're doing. They, they knew what was going to get the ratings or get the people talking or, or make the episode interesting. Um, but they definitely did not make her look good. <laughs> I'll tell you that. And my favorite moment is when um, Tina is like talking about it too. And she goes, she's a Simpson and we require a lot of maintenance. Okay. <laughs> she's a Simpson and we require a lot of maintenance. Okay. I know. Okay? I know. Yeah, I know what we deserve. And I'm a tough girl and I know what I deserve. And if I don't get it, then I'm out. I mean, I don't, I don't think she's wrong. <laughs> no, she's not. Step up to the plate. Absolutely. I do like this part where she was like, I'm a tough girl and I know what I deserve. And if I don't get it, then I'm out. And I love that. You should have that attitude. It was very Brittany. Um, do you remember in, in the zone and out all night in the rehearsal scene? They're like, she's like diva. And she's like, I'm not a diva. I just know what I want and I do what I want. And then I just love it. Honey, I, I have the script of that show like tattooed <laughs> on my body. Like, I, <laughs> That is like the best special ever of all time. I'm not a diva. I'm not a diva. I know what I want. That one and the other one um, from In the Zone where she's in the taxi and she's like, I just want to be normal and get like chips and salsa and like just yes. be free. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, I love her. Sorry. Brittany. I'm so sorry. I, I Britneyed again. Back down. <laughs> <laughs> you are free, honey. I hope she is eating so much chips and salsa right now. Oh, my God. Well, she had her first drink of champagne we saw in her caption on Instagram. Oh, oh my God. Crit I captioned, I was like, that must have tasted so sweet, like victory. Yes. Yes, literally. Oh, yeah. So anyway, Ashley, she makes this whole commotion. And then they're in the – this. they're trying to find their car and they can't. And the, the guy who works at the parking garage is so done. Like, and over it. the whole he looked, he looked like he was like, what the fuck are these kids making me do? Like he looked over it. He did not want to be there. But obviously did because you obviously have to sign a release to be on television. So I guess he did in the end. But <laughs> Exactly. That's what I was thinking too. Like he obviously didn't mind that he was being filmed and he was like kind of making fun because at first he was like very stern and like pissed and then he was like oh eureka you found yourself to ryan i was like oh god the shade i'm sure if he knew who he probably just didn't know who ashley simpson was because pieces of me wasn't out yet so she was still like if you didn't know who if you weren't like in the trenches of jessica simpson you don't know who ashley is so he probably just didn't recognize her and was like who the fuck is this yeah, and I was keeping an eye on her during that, and she was just, like, sulking in the corner, looking down, like, not even participating and like, <laughs> Well, because she was car. mad that he didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. However, we do find out later that that was that wrong. He actually did. He, he did buy some, you know, it was, like, a little cheap-looking thing from the grocery store, but that's okay. very, very, like, public Loblaws grocery store mm-hmm. flowers, but... I mean, he couldn't have had that much money at that point. So, you know what? Just be grateful. <laughs> I Honestly, it doesn't take much for me. Like, if I'm with a man, like, flowers and, like, a home-cooked meal, I would be more than happy with that for on Valentine's Day. Honestly, I really would. I'm with you. I, it's not about spending a lot of money. It's it's about the the thoughtfulness and just being together. And, yeah, exactly, the acknowledgement. And um, – that's all she wanted is to be acknowledged because she probably went into that concert thinking I'm the girlfriend and he's yeah. going to sing a song about me and he's going to announce it and he's going to say happy Valentine's Day, Ashley. I love you or something from the stage and right. he didn't even play it at all. So that mixed with a martini, 
girl. Or three. <laughs> or three. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a recipe for disaster, but it all turns out okay. Ashley admits that she blew it out of proportion. She thanks him, and then we see a montage of them with pieces of me playing. The episode, you said it came out July like 7th. What, what was mm-hmm. the date that you said that it came out? July 7th. July 7th. Well, if you take a look at Pieces of Me, the actual single, it was released around that time. Let me just give you the exact date. Hold on. I'm it was June, it. right? And the end of June? Yeah, I think it was end of June. I want to say June. Yeah, well, May 17th, I think, was like when the first like little like release but the video then came out and then the album was coming out in july so it all kind of just fit in really well that like okay now we're showing right before the album comes out this is what it's about this is what the rest of the love songs are going to be about you hear the whole song it just i will say the promotion for the show and just the introduction of ashley into the music world really was genius it was genius and props to joe simpson for that he knew what he was doing at least for a certain period of time Perfect marketing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so, and, and this, the way this episode ended with the montage of them together, and then the you know for the at least the duration of the rest of the show, like seasons one and two, she's pretty much with Ryan almost that entire time. So it also like it lays the groundwork for like okay the relationship of the show, and so it it fits together nicely on paper at least, and it's cute. It's cute. Yes. So I'm not going to get into a whole fashion segment because I know we have some limited time here. And she really didn't have like – there wasn't that much fashion in this episode. But did you notice that the last thing that she was wearing in the montage, it was a red shirt and it said, smile if you had it last night. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so happy you're bringing this up because when I read that, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, what? So funny. She obviously was getting, she was getting dig down. She was getting dig down for sure. Yes. I I feel like I talked about this with Troy, but I can't remember what, I think it was him, how in the mid to, or early mid 2000s, it was popular to have like suggestive uh, graphic tees. Like Christina had the deep throat one. Or Brittany Um, had her famous, um, I'm a virgin, this is an old t-shirt. Exactly. Future MILF um, or MILF in training. So good. I would wear that. I would wear those shirts today still. (laughs) Exactly. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. It was this, that was the era. Yeah, Ashley definitely came in the time of that era, the T-Mobile sidekick era, the t-shirt era, the long skirt and stripes, stripes era, the jeans and dress era. Honestly, I have PTSD from Ashley Simpson's fashion from the autobiography era. I'm not going to lie. It's something else. It really is. It's like half the time I want to be her and look just like her. And then half the time I'm like, what? Where's Call Jessica. Like, call your sister. Well, listen, Ashley more than made up for it in the future because today girl dresses so fire. Like, oh, so love fire. it. And she's so sleek and whatnot. So, I mean, whatever. It's a fashion journey. We go through phases in our fashion, all of us. So, I'm, and fashionable or not, iconic, you can't argue. <laughs> yes. And she wears that ripped denim mini skirt to the, um, the concert, and she wears it with black tights. And that was, I remember that being so popular, like, because you had to rock the mini skirt all year round, even when it was cold out. Of course. I loved it because she had on like a 
I don't know if it was a band t-shirt or what, but it was like a cool graphic t-shirt with a blazer and the mini skirt and the boots. That was probably like my one of my favorite things that she's worn. I loved the denim skirt. I love a good short denim skirt and anything that's nostalgic of a real trend of the time, I love. Um, yeah, no, nothing that she wore in this episode was particularly like PTSD for me. I thought it was all very cute <laughs> and reflective of the time. But that t-shirt at the end that you mentioned, 100% the highlight of the fashion for me. Like, oh my god, smile if you had it last night. Shit. Okay, Ashley, while she's singing pieces of me. <laughs> yes. So... As you know, it is time to rate the episode and our rating system here is we don't do stars or thumbs up. We do something from the episode like four out of five cans of chicken of the sea or whatever it is. So Michael, what would you rate this episode and why? Ooh, okay. I would rate it three out of five pieces of me because... (laughs) (laughs) I really do love the scenes with John Shanks and Carol Gioguardi because as a music nerd myself, there's nothing I love more than when I get to see the behind the scenes making of the records that I love. So that part of it is what gets the pieces. The reason why it's not five pieces of me is because I just thought that she was acting so childish with that whole Valentine's fight. And I really found it made me realize I was like wow she was really young here and it felt like something that if I were to just see now for the first time I wouldn't enjoy and I only enjoyed because of the nostalgia whereas if it was a full episode of watching the actual making of the music that is 100% what I'm here to sign up for so still cute but not the best so three out of five pieces of me I'm so with you that is the perfect thing to describe this. I only love it because of the nostalgia, whereas a lot of stuff that I watch back, for instance, that Britney in the zone and out all night special, like I watch that back and I'm like, this shit is timeless. I still enjoy this as much as I did back then. Whereas this episode, I'm just kind of like, eh, you know? Yeah. I actually will go a little lower. I'm going to go 2.5 out of five broken nail polishes because (laughs) she was just so – like I hate the ballet scene. I just feel like it's so pointless. There's Um, too many filler scenes in this episode. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't don't like the way that she acted. Again, I know that she's 19, but she acted more like 15 or 16, honestly. Like – I don't know. The juvenile was real. Yeah. I mean, I was a mess when I was 19, so whatever. Like I was not making an album, so – you know, who cares? Like, who am I to judge? (laughs) But yeah, but you know, I, 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 the whole 2.5 is for the pieces of me making up. And it's, it's for mainly Cara Diaguardi because we saw John Shanks being kind of skeevy and weird in the last episode. So weird, huh? Yeah. He's, he told her like, Oh, you're so hot. You can get away with anything. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, he's like 40. He's married. Stop. Anyway, Michael, thank you so much for coming back on. This is so much fun. And I feel like I could talk to you for 10 years. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, I love my girls and there's nobody I'd rather do this with than with you. You guys have to listen to my episode that I did with Leah. If you haven't already, the stripped episode, she fucking kills it. And also a big Christina knowledge queen. So Definitely take a listen to that because Leah shines on that episode. Oh, thank you so much. No, I was honored that you had me on. Like, I was a little jealous that I wasn't on for the Britney one, but then I was like, I got stripped. So, like, what can I say? Girl, you got stripped. Like, we have to to spread the love evenly. I mean, (laughs) 
Stripped really is my number one favorite album of all time, even though Christine is not my favorite artist of all time. So, you know, we have to spread it evenly. But, you know, I, gave, I, I give you an iconic moment. Don't worry. Don't you worry. did. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was a moment and I was so grateful to be on that episode. So everybody, please check that out. Check out Planet 2000s in general, though. There are so many great episodes. Even you just did a No Doubt episode, too, which I feel I like people people don't appreciate that era of No Doubt. But that's a whole other We'll do that next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, thank you so much, Michael. And I'll be back next week with a Newlyweds episode. Ooh, can't wait to listen. Yay, thank you. I love all of you. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capria Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.